you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually one billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Jerky, we're live here in New York City. Yeah. Although we all kind of wanted to be in Mexico City last no night. That looked fire. Yes. It's Tuesday, November 22nd. I'm Jamie Erdahl's Kyle Brandt, Super Bowl champion in my left, Jason McCourty, and our own NFL Network insider, Mike Garofolo, because we got things to talk about today. We just brought him to the table. Peter Schrager, we'll be back tomorrow. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's see. Let's find out. Uh, in the meantime, should we get to it? Let's How do you follow that up? Lead block. Let's Lead go block. down Lead south block. of the border for the 49ers and the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. NFL's fifth international game this season. Fifth ever NFL game, Mexico City. Love all the international um, decorations and pageantry, but you also love the Niners crushing it. And uh, afterwards, I blow in El Campo at this place del partido con nuestra amiga Amajota Acosta con George Kittle. But really, playing in this stadium was such an amazing atmosphere. The fans were fantastic. It was a complete home game for us. Uh, listening to Thunderstruck in the fourth quarter was one of the coolest moments of my career. This was an absolutely fantastic game, and for us to win it 38-10 was incredible. The statement that you made tonight, what does that say not just to the division but to the rest of the league? Hey, we're, just, we're playing one game at a time, won three in a row, I think. We're playing better, we're playing at a higher level, and our, our best players are making plays. And so we just continue doing that, we're going to be a scary team. 
All right, here's a look at the NFC playoff picture after that win for the 49ers last night. And this is after week 11. San Francisco moves into the number three spot and first place in their division. That was just genuine enthusiasm and excitement out of George Kittle last night. Rightfully so. Their whole offense was and fuego. Uh, guys, what did you make of the Niners blowout in Mexico City, Mike? Uh, I, I love the part where G- uh, George Kittle referred to Jimmy Garoppolo as Himmy Garoppolo. Oh, because okay. Himmy's oh. a, you know, it's like I hate the him thing, oh, yeah, it's done. but when I need it, it's there, and it's good to use it, so yeah. it's a love-hate relationship I have with this him thing. And, yeah. uh, Do you prefer the him or got the dog in him? Or like, where are you with that? I, I, I probably would, would lean more towards the dog. Yeah. Oh. Really? Okay. I guess I'm more of a dog person a than a people person. Sure. Uh, but listen, he, he looked as comfortable as I think we've ever seen him look. Uh, the, the, the protection that he had, the number of uh, targets at his disposal, uh, his ability to process so quickly. It's amazing what you can do when, you know, ha- you have a playbook that you can go through and mm-hmm. actually read and you get to rep things in practice. And I'm sort of making jokes because even after the game, Kyle Shanahan says, we're very lucky to have Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Because of how you – Treated him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's incredible to have this guy at your disposal. He is tailor-made for this offense when he's in rhythm and he's in a groove. And he was last night. And with all the things that make this team scary, a quarterback that's playing like that and has that much confidence, mm-hmm. that makes it scarier than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. When you watched Jimmy last night just spreading the ball around to everybody and you said tailor-made, it was like the suit he walked in with. The guy just looks incredible as he shows up to the so game. Hard. Out there, four touchdown passes. He looked incredible out there. And they had so many weapons on offense that everybody kind of just bypassed the defensive side of the ball. D'Amico Ryan's the defensive coordinator, has these guys flying around the football field. They only gave up 10 points to the Arizona Cardinals and they got after Colt McCoy all night. They were Hitting him, they had three sacks. You have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw just running all over the place, hitting people. They had two interceptions. Jimmy Ward and Samuel Womack finished the game to not allow a single point in the second half to the Arizona Cardinals. Three straight games for the 49ers where they haven't given up a point in the second half. This defense has been dominant all year, and as you watched them last night, they were a team hitting on all cylinders. Offense is firing away, making plays. The defense is going out there, taking the ball away, getting three and outs. They're a fun team to watch, and it's incredible to see kind of where they can go to finish out this season. They are fun to watch for us, but I think for their opponents, the word we just keep coming back to is scary. We've all said it. Kittle said it, and I think we've true to form with all the pro wrestling we've hit here. They feel like a little bit of a tag team, especially on offense, because you got Shanahan, and he's the manager. He's, he's slick, the mouth of the south, Bobby Heenan. And then they start with McCaffrey. McCaffrey, they just pound him early. It's like you want to get McCaffrey the ball early. And he has huge carries early on in the first quarter and the second quarter. And then you're like, all right, I think we kind of got the rhythm of McCaffrey. And maybe we've zoned in on him a little bit. And then they bring in Elijah Mitchell, and he just tags him in. And now it's like fresh legs, fresh body. The crowd goes crazy. And then you're like, all right, these two guys are a handful. Then the lights go off, and the glass breaks, and Debo runs out of the dressing room. You're like, what the hell are we supposed to do? This is crazy. And the scary thing is, like, just that NFC, who else scares you? Philadelphia looks really good. Are you scared of Dallas? I know you're not scared of Minnesota. Are you scared of the New York Giants? Are you scared of the Buccaneers? Put a team on there other than Philly 
that you're actually, oh man, we don't want to play them. We don't want anything to do that. I think it's San Francisco. You see all, they got the band back together. It's Bosa and it's Warner and it's Garoppolo. And it's like, they're one of the great what ifs, this team that like, what if Trey Lance never got hurt? What is this team this year? I don't know. We'll never know. But I know this team is scary as hell. They are loaded. I can't pick more than one team in the NFC that is better than them right now. I really have them up that high. Scary, 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 scary stuff in Mexico. And it's not even like just when the offense takes on, goes on the field. Like that's what's frightening. It's like every time possession changes and someone with a 49ers jersey trapes out there, like they, they look really good. They look really strong. Um, here's what I've been working on. That's good. It's Lombardi. It's Lombardi mm-hmm. with the 49ers. Okay, so while we roll the highlights from last night that I want to talk about how good this team is offensively uh-huh. and how many different weapons Jimmy Garoppolo has at his disposal, I want to watch some of these guys. Let's like see a George Ayuk and like a, excuse me, like a George Kittle and a Brandon Ayuk, mm-hmm. uh, Debo Samuel. I mean, no matter what playbook, whatever page he wants to flip to, Kyle Shanahan <laughs> just gets to have his way with whatever defense. And I have said this before about Kyle Shanahan, that if he wants to pick a guy and just say, you know what, Jimmy, go out and have fun with him, go out and have fun with him, what did you just say? What did you just say? Like, oh, just pick him. And he rolls him out there. It's like, oh, it comes out of the trap mm-hmm. door, breaks the glass ceiling. Choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. It's an absolute nightmare for defenses. And so, Kyle Shanahan, once again, I say to you that there is no other coach in the NFL that is more suited to coach this team with this kind of offense than you. So my friend Kyle Shanahan and I just decided that we are friends. This is what I'm going to show you. You mm-hmm. take your crayon box. Yeah, that we, I asked we're showing for the game. We should 30. be showing what yeah. you're doing. No, no, no. I, let me just get my masterpiece done. Like, take your crayon box that I asked for uh-huh. 30 seconds before the show, and you color outside the lines, and you get your way to a little awesome. party, okay? Because this isn't about... This isn't about getting in there and just filling it. It's just do what you want to do with all the weapons that you have offensively because this is what it could look like in Glendale. The fact that this game was played in Mexico City, the Cardinals are lucky, but that could have just been practice fodder for the 49ers in Glendale. You ever see the guy that uh, sings the national anthem and paints at the same time and sure. mm-hmm. lifts it over it? Yes. That's exactly what you just did. You just I didn't did make right a lot there. of sense. I said, George, I you No, 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 no. You made a ton of sense. Yeah. On the other side, there's a word search, and we ordered you some pancakes with yep. a smiley face Great. on them. They're coming. The bacon Perfect. is the mouth. And, my, and I have my bib. Absolutely, you have your bib. <laughs> Perfect. That yeah, is so awesome. They color outside, color the, lines. outside the lines. I love that. All the way to the Lombardi. All the way to the Lombardi. And Jimmy Garoppolo is That's our show. So, there you go. Oh, my gosh. All right, Thanksgiving. What does it mean to you guys? Football? Food? Sure. All, All of those it. things. All of it. We've got that you guy's covered. Playing. Can't wait. Good morning, football. It's live on Thursday morning. It's our usual time, 7 a.m. Eastern. Have your pancake breakfast with us. We're going to be followed by a special edition of NFL Game Day Morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, leading up to Bills, Lions. Mm. Wake up with football this Thanksgiving day right here on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. That doesn't happen by accident. Everything we talked about, we stayed the course, which you guys have done, man. And we're playing some pretty clean physical football, man. Yeah. Defense, you come to life. Win takeaways, offense, man. We dominated when we needed to. We dominated the ground game, man. We made the throws we had to. We were efficient. That's the way to win, man. Now you're figuring it out. Yep. Now we're figuring it out. That's three. Yes, sir. Everything will be mental. And we go for four against a really good opponent. Yeah. That's outstanding, gentlemen. Yeah. You earned it, man. Yeah. Yeah. How many you got, Mike G? I got uh, six men and one gentleman. Very good. Uh, the Lions coming off a huge win against the Giants in Week 11. And up next, the Buffalo Bills, if they can find their way out with a snowplow. Oh, they absolutely can. We saw the amount of effort it took for the entire Buffalo community to get their bills to the airport to, the, to Detroit after a massive snowstorm moved the game to Michigan mm-hmm. out of Buffalo. After their win over the Browns, the Bills flew back to Buffalo and will travel back to Detroit following oh. this to take on the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Jason, I know you talked to some of the players currently on the Bills. They were uh, frustrated with how hard it was maybe to get to Detroit to play yeah. game number one. Have you ever experienced anything like that in your playing life? Well, not with that amount of snow. It didn't have that in right. effect. But in 2020, I was playing for the New England Patriots. We travel West Coast trips. So we go to face a L.A. Chargers. So mm. when you're on the East Coast, you go to the West Coast, you leave on a Friday. So we get out there. We play against the Chargers. We win 45 to zip. Mm. Beat them up. Wow. Beat up on Herbert, Keenan Allen, and the crew. But then that following Thursday, we end up playing the Rams on Thursday Night Football right at SoFi stadium so unlike the buffalo bills bill and the organization we decided to stay in la so we play the game yeah sunday sunday night all the boys were sitting at the table back deck at the hotel having our few beverages enjoying the moment then we stay on ucla's campus for that however many days it was getting ready for thursday night football we ended up losing that game 24 to 6. We got dominated by the Rams. The game wasn't even as close as the score was. Oh, no. And as I think about that time, it was during the pandemic. So we're staying right there on campus. We don't leave campus. So you get up, maybe you walk around. We went and visited Pauley Pavilion, the basketball yeah. arena for the UCLA Bruins. But it was brutal in the sense of there was absolutely nothing to do. Mm. But we didn't have to do the travel. Now, the whole East Coast to West Coast for Buffalo is not as far of a, of a trip. And I think once you get there, it's normal, the routine the meetings and all of that, but it is tough that amount of travel in such a short mm-hmm. period of time. But at the same time, maybe you were emotionally fried from being around each other so much that week, and there, you weren't going home to your families. There was no that's, refresh. That's the toughest thing. We played on uh, the 6th, and then we played the following. My son's birthday was the 8th, mm-hmm. so I'm in L.A. I miss my oh, son's birthday, yeah. which every working parent has to go sure. through that. Sure. But you miss that family time. I'm not So for Buffalo... I would like to go back home and be with my family and then travel back out and go through the process. Okay, so once again, the Bills, they were in Buffalo. They get snowed out. Go to Detroit. Go back to Buffalo. They're going back to Detroit again to play the Lions. This is a demanding travel schedule. It was not one that they anticipated. How do we feel like, if any, this will impact the Bills' performance, specifically on Thanksgiving? 
Well, I looked it up. It's a short flight. It's hour 10. Yeah. So it's like a quick little jump over there. Over the it's lake. not going across the country or anything. Hour 10 back and forth. Also, I looked it up. I, I'm looking up travel and weather. Weather in Buffalo clear, so we're not getting a second wave. Mm-hmm. They've had like a week okay. to handle it. And I think everything comes down to, like, the fact that they won in Detroit. If they had lost to the Browns and, like, oh, my God, we've lost three Now we got to go back. Now we'll go back. Yeah. And then back to the scene of the crime where we lost to Jacoby Brissett to lose three in a row. No, it's like, oh, I got my muscle memory here. They did some cool things, too. They left some gear there, like, left some equipment that they're not even going to have to travel with. And there was a thing where they declined to have the home locker room and home sideline. It, it was offered to him in this game, but they said, no, 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 we want to keep the same one that we know we're going to have next week against the Lions. So just little intricacies and nuances of routine. I think if they lose this game to the Browns, it's like going back after a hangover. Now it's like, oh, I know this place. I already won in this place. Just repeat again against a different color. I don't think it will bother them. Yeah. I, travel's not a big deal in this one. I don't think plenty of teams play back-to-back games on yeah. short weeks. I'm yeah. not worried about that part. I'm just worried about if there's anything, the emotional part of it. I mean, there was so much that went into last week and the uncertainty and yeah. having to go through that and figuring it all out. And Squirrel comes to the rescue. My man's still enjoying his 15 minutes for yeah, plowing yes. driveways. To Squirrel get winter. Squirrel winter. winter. There you go. <laughs> Not summer. Squirrel. If his name is Squirrel Smith, it's winter. still funny. His oh, last yeah. name is Winter. Squirrel Winter. I, Saves it, Christmas. It, it's yeah. almost like you wrote a short story here and you came up it's with so Squirrel great. Winter. It's so, great. Uh, so that's the only part I would worry yeah. about. This. And, and again, you, you factor in the holiday and being mm-hmm. around the family mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You know, a lot going on. But I, but I think I think they'll be able to handle it. I'm 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 picking the Bills. We're not doing that. No, oh, okay. you, you already. You can if you want to. You did. Oh. I think when you look at this, like any hard stretch in any adult's lives, like you don't realize how hard it was until you're out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, again, I'm not worried about the travel. I'm not worried about the two games. I'm worried about the after the fact. Like mm-hmm. so, even if they go two and zero, like this is a lot on their bodies. It's a lot on the group. Yeah. It's a lot on the physical organization to pull off what they're attempting to pull off in a five day span. You know what the next three games are for the mm, Bills? It's all got? in the division. Mm-hmm. It's on the road in the division. At Pats, at Jets, at Miami. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, the hosting Miami. Mm-hmm. But that's insane. And those are meaningful games. So mm-hmm. the fact that they have to, it's like finals week. Like your body just cripples and shuts <laughs> down. Like after you take your last final, you're like, really? This is when I'm going to get sick for holiday break? <laughs> that's exactly what I'm worried about the Bills. Like they could go 2-0, but like next Thursday night against the Patriots, mm-hmm. they're just like, are you, are you guys good? Mm-hmm. And like they don't realize what they just went through until they're, it's the third quarter and it's like, 17 nothing, and they're like, the, the game I start? No, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about our Germany trip. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah, is this right? real, or are we at Epcot exactly. Center? Is this really right. Germany? Right. Uh, I would encourage everybody, uh, Bills.com released like, the full de facto behind the scenes of what happened on that Friday and Saturday. And all these guys on the phone with the players and like, all right, Sean McDermott's going to literally pick up Von Miller. And then he did. He picked him up in his truck. And then we're going to pick these guys up in a snowmobile. It is really, really cool to watch. And the Bills did an amazing job. Wow, that's a lot to go through. No, I couldn't imagine. And I mean, on top of that, everything that the Bills are going through, they're going into Detroit to face a red-hot Detroit Lions team who has won three in a row. We yep. watched Dan Campbell give that speech in the locker room. The Lions are starting to believe. They're just yep. like everything Coach was preaching about. Like Now we're seeing the results of it. We're ending up on top at the end of the game. The offense has been rolling since the beginning of the season. The defense now are making plays to win games, and a lot of it are the rookies. Aiden Hutchinson with an interception this past week. Kirby Joseph with an interception this past week. Guys are hitting their stride, understanding the system, winning games three in a row and now going against the mm. Buffalo Bills. It's mm. a fun one. And it's not like it's an unbeaten Buffalo Bills team. No. Like Dan, They've been shown the Achilles sure. heel of this Bills yeah. team, and Dan Campbell is just looking to strike mm. with Let's the double-edged sword. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, it is time for Power Rant, presented by Duracell. Our own Jim Trotter has an article out right now on NFL.com. Six things I know or think I know so far in the 2022 NFL season. Let's compile our own list. I think we're going to try to be more uh, uh, certain in what we're saying. One true thing, one thing I know to be true, 11 weeks into the season is how we're phrasing it. Jamie Erdahl, you're up first. I'm a damn fool. What I think I know isn't what I know is that Patrick Mahomes... Is any cliche, annoying thing that you're saying about any player, he's got that dog in him, he mm-hmm. is him, what else we got? Like, he's the man. He is, he's yeah. the man. Yeah. He's the guy. And in the preseason, I made a prediction that the Chiefs were not going to mm. make the playoffs. And I've been learning a lot of things on this show, like which fan bases are the most vocal, which ones really feel like, even if you go for another team to do something, they think it is a direct indictment on their organization not like, oh, no, I just might think that the Raiders were going to be good this year. That's for a whole other segment sure. and conversation. But the fact that I relied so much on Patrick Mahomes having a down year without Tyreek Hill is insane. It was I'm an insane person. And there are other people who think this. And I went out on a limb, and the limb snapped, and now I'm laying on the ground. So this is what I know. Patrick Mahomes has earned his right every year to be considered a special quarterback. Frankly, he is doing the things that I think the Packers wanted Aaron Rodgers to do this year, which is lift everybody up around him, make everyone feel and play better, no matter the wide receiver. It doesn't matter who Patrick Mahomes is ever going to play with. He makes him really good. This are his statistics this season and the next closest player. Are you kidding me? Three 300-yard passing yard difference between him and Josh Allen. Handful, I can't do math, between Mahomes and Burrow. First down passing between Josh Allen. And the names on the right are also fantastic quarterbacks. But Patrick Mahomes, seriously, with the way you play, I mean, he is... He's out there, and we've seen, we know the parallel, but like the point guard parallel. Just sure. like wheeling and dealing and making things up as he goes. He's just having fun. He's doing golf swings. He's trying to show people, like, it doesn't matter when the play breaks down. He said after the game, uh, when he found Travis Kelsey a couple times in the red zone, he's like, if I don't see him covered, if I see him in man coverage, I'm just going to him. I don't even go through my reads anymore. It's like he pretends to go through the read, but he knows he's mm. going to Travis Kelsey. I think he looks like he's having fun, and the fact that anybody wanted to doubt him, including myself, is a fool. So, Patrick Mahomes, what I know to be true after 10 weeks of the season is that you are one hell of a player, you're special, and no one should ever doubt you. You feel good? You feel better now? I do feel better. And I hope everyone who craps on me on social media feels better too because you've been they asking don't. for me to say yeah, something like that. They won't let it go. They're going to reflect that. They won't let it go. They're like, what are you going to say this week? It's like, all right. They I, got other issues than you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I did pick uh, Patrick Mahomes to be the uh, I know MVP, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> uh, what I know to be true 11 weeks through the season is no matter what uniform Tyreek Hill puts on, he will dominate on and off the field. You just mentioned Patrick Mahomes. Didn't know if he would be the same without this guy. He has gone down to South Beach, took his talents to the 305, and has continued to ball. Leads the NFL in receptions with 81. Leads with the receiving yards, 1,148. But it's not only his production on the field and how he dictates defenses, how teams are forced to double-team him, which opens up the offense for so many other people. It's also who this guy is off the field, the energy that he has brought to that building 
building. The childlike atmosphere that he has brought when he's talking about replacing ping pong tables and his head coach thinks he's just getting more focused for the upcoming game. It's like just it. like, no, there's a dent in that. I got to go ahead and get a new one. When he got there and he's talking about how accurate Tua Tungavailoa is as a quarterback as he's continued to build him up, as he talks about uh, River Craycraft as the best wide receiver in the NFL when he tweets that out. This guy's energy and what he's done on the field and how he's just elevated this entire organization has just took in this Miami team, put them first in the division, and put them as contenders for the Super Bowl this mm. season. Tyreek Hill has been amazing this year. And anybody that doubted him or thought because he was in that offense with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid calling the plays, no matter where this guy goes, speed, agility, mm. he has the total package and he finds a way to get it done. You surprised? No. No, not at all. No. Yeah, just speed. Having to cover these guys, speed kills. When you can run the way he runs, it just changes the entire offense. Mm -hmm. It's been awesome to watch. Yeah. What a story. Uh, I feel very strongly about this. Nick Sirianni is the man. Uh, I, I love Nick Sirianni unapologetically, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, he pissed some people off this past week. He went down to Indianapolis. It wasn't the Eagles' best game, but they came back and won. And there was an image of him standing up on the bench and screaming into the stands. And uh, we're like, are they talking to Colts fans now? I think he was hyping the Eagles fans, of which there were a lot there. And then he went in afterwards and had opinions that non-related to the victory that about Frank Reich. And he did the whole, like, you don't want to know how I feel about Frank Reich, but I'm going to tell you anyway. That is a mentor to me. That's someone who's important. And I saw this tweet online. This is this verified account from this guy, Du Bois, who must be a Cowboys fan, which I respect. And he tweeted, easily the most unlikable coach in the entire NFL. <clears throat> 36,000 people liked that tweet. First of all, if you think Nick Sirianni is the most unlikable coach in the NFL, I got some other names for you that will knock him off that thing that I'm not even going to mention in this segment. But uh, I think he is everything that Philadelphia needs. Uh, he's a second-year guy who in his first year with an unproven quarterback and some old veterans went to the playoffs, and in his second year is 9-1. and And this is not the thing that Matt LaFleur did where he came in in the prime of an MVP quarterback and kind of just, let's be honest, maybe a bit of a passenger on the best player in the league. He came in with some old linemen, some old D linemen, and some random defensive backs and a quarterback who was wildly unproven and has lit the world on fire. Um, Nick Sirianni is a guy who goes back to uh, Mount Union where he was a division three wide receiver. He's coached offense. He's coached defense. Quality control. Quality control. Quality control. Look at the resume. And then finally as a head coach, uh, you may look at him as the most unlikable, but I currently look at him as the most unbeatable. He has the best Ooh. record in the entire NFL in his second year. If you don't like him, sorry. Cry about it. He'll beat you. I like Nick Sirianni. He is Philly to the core, and he works, and they love him, and I do too. It's amazing his personality, how it's a match for the city there. I'll stay on that coaching staff, by the way, real quickly and say, Jonathan Gannon, one of the things that I'm sure is that nobody should be calling for that guy's head in Philadelphia. Mm. It is unbelievable how they, this fire Jonathan Gannon thing is one of the best defenses in the league this year, statistically. Uh, moving on to another team in the NFC East, though, one thing I know for sure, Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka is not long for that job. Now, that's the bad news, Giants fans. Uh, maybe the silver lining of good news here is that this team is really banged up right now and they might be coming down to earth a little bit and maybe that'll take a little bit of the air out of Mike Kafka's immediate head coaching uh, candidacy but I, I think this time next year we're probably talking about Kafka as a strong yeah. head coaching candidate for the job that he has done already as I've explained to people in the Giants building recently it's like wow you guys are really good Imagine how good you're going to be when you're actually 
actually good because the talent is not there yet, and they're going to catch up at some that. point. And the way that they've been coaching now, I know this is not the best week right now because they just lost to the Lions, but on the whole, what they've been able to do offensively uh, with a offensive line that they're still building up and talent at the wide receiver position that's just not there mm-hmm. right now and getting the most out of Saquon Barkley when other coaching staffs have not in recent years. I think Mike Kafka is doing a fantastic job. He was on our colleague uh, Tom Pelissero's list of head coaches yeah. mm-hmm. in waiting and uh, with good reason. So let, let's see about Mike Kafka at 35 years old. Definitely going to be a head coach well before he gets to 40, I believe. Yeah. Check out Jim Trotter's article over on NFL.com if you want to know a couple of the things that he knows to be true. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is awesome. We've got a special guest with us here in studio. He's a former head coach at Temple and Baylor, and most recently he was in charge, had the headset on down in Charlotte with the Panthers. Please welcome to our breakfast table, Matt Rule. Matt Rule! Let's go! (laughs) How you doing, coach? I'm I'm great. I'm I'm excited to be here. I think for the last... uh, Last two years, you guys have been broadcast into my office every day. I know Scott Fitterer, the GM in the Carolina. Yeah. It, it's, it's probably on in his office right now, so this is fun for me. Okay. Thank you. Hi, Scott. We, we all shake yeah. your hand and we give you hugs on your way in, but we save this round of applause for yeah. when we yeah. say you're so That's I right. Um, so, Coach, you just mentioned we were on in your office in Carolina. Let's go back at your time in Carolina. It's been a little bit over since – it's been a month since your uh, time there ended. How are things going since uh, you were you, – your time ended there? Uh, it's, it's been it's been good. I mean, it's, it's been hard. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah. You know, I've been coaching for a long, long time. And so, um, you know, that part of it's hard. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, I, I have a chance now. I'm, I'm working on my my youngest daughter's jump shot. Um, yeah. Out there. That's my coaching right now. I mean, yeah. she is. How's it going? She's getting pretty legit. Is she? How old? She's seven. Nice. She's seven. And so she uh, she loves the time with daddy. And mm-hmm. you know what? Um, I, I spend a little time every day doing some football. Yeah. Uh, going back, watching tape, watching games. And uh, trying to do what all, all the great coaches I, that I know have done is you know, after you get fired, you know, going back and saying, hey, what could I do better? You know, getting ready for the next chance. And so, what are yeah. some of those things? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I think, um, I think when I look back at my time in Carolina, um, I look back on it fondly. I'll yeah. say that first. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I'll always take away from it that, that no matter what level you coach, when I've coached it, 
FCS. I've coached at Division Three. I've co- coached at Group of Five, Power Five, and in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It always comes down to relationships. Mm-hmm. And if I if I could go back, I wish I would have done a better job in year one and year two of having really strong relationships with the players. And I, you know, I can blame COVID and masks and all mm-hmm. those things, but. But, but last year, at the end of last year, I, I got together with Shaq Thompson. I got together with Christian McCaffrey. And you know what? I went back to just being you know, Coach Matt, you know, the guy that was coaching at Temple, the guy that was running around in a T-shirt and shorts and having fun with it. And um, it didn't end the way I wanted it to. But, I, you know, I'm proud I never lost the locker room. Mm. I'm proud that, you know, um, those guys those guys fought and stood up for me to the very end. And so um, I hope I get another chance to coach. Mm-hmm. I hope that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to do some things better football-wise, you mm-hmm. know. I, um, but uh, at the end of the day, relationships and players knowing, man, that you'll, you'll do whatever you can for them. That's the most important thing. That's who I've always been. It was great to get back to that. Just probably a little too late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good it's locker a room. Check. I mean, they're, they're still battling down there. They're still playing hard. Uh, they're playing hard for Steve Wilkes, who was a member of your coaching staff and is now the interim. Uh, I, I thought he never got a fair shake the first time around as a head coach. What do you think of the job that he's uh, been doing down there so far? Well, I think Steve is, is an awesome coach. Let me say that first. And an even better man. And so... You know, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life was that that post uh, getting fired and walking in and talking to the team. And um, it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. It was probably one of the best things I've ever, ever done. And it was kind of a whirlwind. And at the very end, I looked up and I saw Steve off to the side. So, you know, I, I knew he was going to be named interim because he was waiting to come up and walk up. Mm-hmm. And a part of me was was happy about that. You know, I, I wasn't happy to get fired. Mm-hmm. But, but Steve Wilkes... Um, deserves a chance to be a head coach of the National Football mm-hmm. League. And he got that chance briefly in Arizona, but he's a leader of men. And, and if this league needs one thing and if football needs one thing, we know we need diversity uh, in, in our coaching hires. We need diversity in the coaching searches. And so um, I think Steve's done a really nice job. Um, I, you know, I, I think that team, you know, they've battled. They've had a lot of, a lot of you know, turmoil with me getting fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a steadying force, and I'm happy to know him. Yeah, I love that. You said even the way you speak about Coach Wilkes and you started with relationships. I look back at my 13 years. Relationships was everything because it's all you can leave with. At some point, we're all going to be told, all right, your time here is done. And you just mentioned Coach Wilkes as an interim head coach over in Indianapolis. Another interim head coach, Jeff Saturday, was hired and it sent shockwaves throughout the uh, entire Mm -hmm. NFL. What are your thoughts on that hire and how the process and it has all come into fruition? Well, you know, first of all, good for Jeff. You know, I mean, um, you know, life's all about the opportunities you get. And when you have an opportunity, you take advantage of it. So uh, time will tell for him. Um, you know, I, I will say this. I think Frank Reich is one of the great coaches in the National mm-hmm. Football. Like, if I'm, if I'm an owner and I have an opening right now, I mean, I'm interviewing Brian Flores. I'm interviewing Frank Reich. These, these guys are winners. And so um, when you look at the Colts, Jeff's obviously done a great job the last two weeks. And so good for him. But that team was built and taught and, and trained by Frank as well. And so um, I want to make sure I say that about Frank, but I'm happy for Jeff. And um, you know what? I, leaders come in all different shapes and sizes. And if Jeff can lead them, then, then, then you know, good for him. Yeah. There was a lot of coaches who were uh, very opinionated about it. Bill Coward, most notably, said he cast it around the entire coaching industry, that it was disrespectful. He was even called it a disgrace. Were you in any way, as a lifer coach, were you in any way triggered by it? You know, again, not really. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I look at coaching as, I look at it as two things. It's teaching and it's leadership. And, um, you know, if you can teach the game, then you'll always get players to play well. And if you can lead, and um, I don't know if Jeff Saturday can lead. You know, but that's what Mr. Ursay decided to do. And, you know, he has a great opportunity now to show, show hey, I can lead. And mm-hmm. um, you, know, you talk about my time in Carolina, mm-hmm. like, like, 
at the end of it. I don't know if I was a great leader going into it. When I walked out at the end, after going through the last 10 months, I was like, you know what? I know what real leadership is. Like, mm. can you lead when the fire is on you? Can you lead when, you know, the crowd's chanting for you to be fired? Can you walk in that locker room, have everyone watching you and say, you know what? Amen. And can they follow you? And so that might be Jeff Satter. Mm. And if it is, then you know what? He has, he has a place at the table because it's hard to find. You know, we, we're always looking for, hey, who's the best play caller? Who's the best this? Yeah. Being a head coach in the NFL is about, is about leading. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find lots of guys to call plays for you. So I wasn't triggered. I was interested, you know, yeah. to be quite honest, as, as, a, as a lover of the game to see what happens. We've talked about leadership and relationship. You, you have this reputation that you will go somewhere that, that needs help and you'll turn it around. And Temple and Baylor and you make them strong. Having left the NFL now and learned what you've learned, for the next step for you, what do you think you're taking from your NFL experience that will help you in the next stop? Because we know there's going to be one. Yeah, I, I will say this: um, the, the plan we had was right. Um, you know, I, 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 if anything, and I've said this before, you know, Theo Epstein, when he went to the Cubs, yeah. you know, he had a five-year plan, and he said, "Hey, when it's not working, double down. You know, double down <laughs> on it." And so, I, I didn't win enough. I, I didn't win enough to be able to, you know, see the plan all the way through, and that's. That's on me, and I own it. I'm disappointed by it. But, but the, the, the nucleus of young talent, I think the culture of, that we built, the, you know, I told the team after the first game, I said, hey, guys, we just lost the, the Browns on a 58-yard yeah. field yeah. goal. Like, yeah. I said, hey, guys, listen, I, I watched the Buccaneers. I watched the Saints, and I watched the Falcons. And, and we're going to have a chance to win the NFC South. We can beat all three of those teams. You know, beating the Buccaneers coming into this year seemed outrageous. Mm-hmm. But I said, I, I've watched the tape. If you guys will hang in there, you guys will have a chance. To, and we went out and beat the Saints. Yeah. Um, you know, beat, they're, they're 3-1. and one. They really probably should be 4-0. and oh. And so I think a lot of things that we did was, was right. Uh, on my next step, I'll just try to accelerate that process. <laughs> you know, try to win a little bit more early. Because in this league, as a head coach, if you don't win early, it's over. You look at the coaches that have long tenures, you know, um, uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, uh, Bill Belichick. They, they won early, and they had the street cred then to say, hey, trust me, this plan will work. So uh-huh. just got to win a little bit more. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 